Welcome to the Agency in Focus, SOCOM, sponsored by Lidos. Now, here's your host, Tom Temin. Hello, and welcome to the show. My guest today is Kevin Lansdowne, Senior Vice President for Airborne Integration and Ground Processing Systems at Lidos. Kevin, good to have you on. Thank you. Good to be here. Let's begin with your own background, because you bring to the customers that you serve uh, a pretty good understanding of military affairs in general. Sure. Um, I'm a 27-year veteran of the Army. Um, I was a pilot for a good part of my career. And when I retired, I really went into the same field that I did when I was on active duty for all the years. So I bring to the to the table and to the customer and to Lidos about 40 years of experience in the, in the intelligence, surveillance, and ray, uh, reconnaissance community. And you flew a lot of helicopters, and sometimes those get overlooked as airborne data collection and intelligence collection platforms, just like UAV, uh, unmanned vehicles and airplanes. Absolutely. Anything that flies that has a sensor or people in the airplane, they're collecting data. All right, let's talk about airborne integration and ground processing. What is that, what does that entail? What are some of the technologies involved in general? And then we'll get into some of the special forces issues. Sure. Um, what we do in my organization is we take different companies' products. We don't build very many products. We have a certain amount of products that we building, build in Lidos. But what my organization does is they take other companies' products, integrate them into a platform, be it a helicopter, an airplane, a UAS or UAV, make the systems work together. Um, and then if the if it's a customer requirement, we will take that same airborne system, send it out to the field, and we will operate it, uh, manage it, fly it, maintain it for whatever the government or whatever the customer wants. If that's not a requirement, we will build those platforms for the customer and simply hand them over to the customer to, to operate as they need to. And these types of equipment and platforms, these are not standard commercial types of like video platforms you might find in a in a commercial setting, these are mil spec types of devices. Well, several of them are are what we call COTS airplanes, commercial off the shelf airplanes, where we will take an airplane that's on the regular market, we'll go buy that airplane, and we will integrate that airplane and, and give it to the customer. Some of them are military airplanes, but it's it's really a mix that that we provide to the customer. And what we do is we integrate. Um, a lot of full motion video sensors into it, signal capturing sensors into it to just collect as much data as we can. So a particular flying platform then would maybe have multiple sensors, including cameras, but also other types of data gathering. I guess it's almost an IoT situation. Yes, sir. We, we put several sensors into the airplanes. We've, we've integrated as many as a half a dozen sensors into one platform and really, it depends on what the customer wants. We're, we're there to, to give the customer and the ground forces what they need to be successful. So if the customer brings us a requirement, we, we fulfill that requirement. And I'm curious, as just as a detail on the technology here, is that suppose it's in an unmanned aerial vehicle, a lot of those being used mm-hmm. by the military these days. And, of course, the vehicle itself is under someone's ground control somewhere. Correct. What about the devices aboard? Are those also monitored and able to be controlled remotely? They are. All the devices on the on the UA, yeah, UASs and UA, UAVs are controlled at a ground station, whether it's in the U.S., whether it's local um, several different locations control all the sensors and the platforms combined on the UAS UAVs. And what kinds of data volumes do we tend to be talking about at the end of, say, a flight, and you take the sensors off or you download the data from them? A lot. Um, we fill I mean, up, video must be gigabytes. Well, 
absolutely. In a lot of the video, we actually pipe off the airplane live. So we, we collect a lot of data that we store on internal hard drives in the airplane, but the majority of it is live data that we pipe off for a real-time uh, situational awareness for, for people on the ground. Which means there's a pretty good, robust radio frequency transmission capability above the, uh, aboard these uh, particular craft. Absolutely. As the, vi- the video is always the hardest thing to get off the platform. And that what, that's what separates us from a lot of our competitors is we, we get it off the airplane and we do it very well. And so all of, and I guess there's a variety of data types too, because uh, you know there's one format for video, and right. I don't know what the formats are for the other items. <laughs> That's correct. We 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 pipe video off. We also collect if if there's a emitter on the ground of almost any type, we can collect that data, analyze it, and get it to the people that really need that data. And at the ground level, a ground processing station is that like a physical infrastructure piece that is maybe fixed. Or maybe it could be mobile, but it, it has the idea of, of this is where the stuff comes and stays right. on the ground. Right. We actually do both. There's a mobile um, workstation, and there are also permanently fixed ground stations as well. Both generally have the same capabilities, where the data that we pipe off the airplanes, bring off the airplanes and hard drives or whatever, whatever the system requires, it's ingested by those ground stations. The analysts determine what the customer's needs are develop the products for the customer and and get it out to to uh, whoever needs it yeah and for data to be useful in whatever military application there might be intelligence or combat planning or mm-hmm. whatever there have to be applications to make use of that data how do you tie in with the application set right there are actually several applications in Lidos we have a proprietary application that will ingest the data and uh, a fair amount of it is actually done by the system the system analyzes the data and presents certain data to the analyst, and then they fur- further analyze it. So that you're correct. There is a software system on the platforms that do some of the work for us. And you do this not just for special operations, but all of the military branches. We do. We support uh, Air Force. We support Marine Corps. We support Special Ops, Army. Um, actually, we're working our way into uh, some DOJ systems as well, because as we know, we we have problems here in the U.S. that that we need to collect data for, and so we're we, we're working our way into a lot of things. Yeah, my question that was my next question because Homeland Security mm-hmm. is increasingly increasingly using these types of platforms. Coast Guard, they are. You know that all all the pieces of Homeland Correct. Security, and as mm-hmm. you mentioned, Justice Department. Mm-hmm. It's kind of one big integrated law enforcement coming to the edge of military, but right. not quite going there. Right, and the biggest one of the major problems is integrating all that data. You're, you're collecting a lot of data for a lot of different people and integrating that into a good product that whatever customer you're servicing can use because you ingest a lot more than what can actually be used. And the customer, I guess, doesn't want a, an array of a dozen different applications. They want some sort of integration into Single a pane source. of glass, if you will. Single source. They, they want to see um, one piece of data that they've requested, and that's all they want. They want to see the end product. All right, we'll take a short break. My guest today is Kevin Lansdowne. Senior Vice President for Airborne Integration and Ground Processing Systems at Lidos. I'm your host, Tom Temin, on the discussion Agency in Focus, Data Management and Special Operations. Sponsored by Lidos here on federalnewsradio.com and 1500 AM. Back after this short break. Lidos is proud to support U.S. SOCOM and its mission to protect America's interests around the world. 
SOCOM's can't fail missions can't afford anything less than the latest cutting edge technology. That's why at Lidos, we develop adaptive and agile solutions utilizing open systems architecture that rapidly integrates new innovations, ensuring special operations forces have the decisive advantage on the battlefield. At Lidos, we're helping SOCOM achieve mission success today and transform mission readiness for tomorrow. To learn more, visit leidos.com. Welcome back to Data Management and Special Operations, sponsored by Lidos here on federalnewsradio.com at 1500 AM. My guest today is Kevin Lansdowne, Senior Vice President for Airborne Integration and Ground Processing Systems at Lidos. I'm your host, Tom Temin. And Kevin, let's talk about, drill down a little bit here from the first segment and talk about some of the services that Lidos is doing for special operations and what their requirements are to the extent that you can reveal them, of course, uh, you know, in a general way and what makes them different from maybe the rest of the armed forces. But tell us what it is you generally build and operate. Sure. The, the majority, like I said earlier, of what we do is we, we provide either signals, video, um, that sort of intelligence to our customer. What makes the Special Ops Command different is they have a huge appetite for it. Um, they want real-time data. They want it now, and, and they want to be able to use it to prepare themselves for whatever they're doing. So that's that's what I think separates us from a lot of other people. Is we are Lidos is very flexible. Um, if the customer wants or needs something, we try to meet those needs. As uh, you know, as long as it falls within the normal normal parameters of what we can do, we try to meet those needs. To, because the one thing that's very important to Lidos is supporting the warfighter. Um, that's number one priority to us, and we will always try to to do that. Yeah, that was my question too, because you know your customer technically or legally is the contracting officer mm-hmm. or special operations command in Tampa, which right. has a big acquisition operation, and that's who you deal with to get a contract. Right. But you know you're 28 years in the army, and have been a lot of places and and uh, been in some tough situations. I mean, how do you think of it? You're not probably thinking about the contracting officer when you're leading a staff to to do some of this work on the ground? Uh, absolutely not. I have to think about both sides of it, but when I think about what my priorities are, uh, I always think about what's best for the warfighter, what's best for that person on the ground, how can we best support that person on the ground to be safe, execute the mission they're given, and come home. Number one priority for us. And I would say, to be fair to the contracting officers and acquisition people and headquarters staff, they think the same way. Absolutely do. I think they, they they think the same way we do. It's just I believe that they get tied down in oftentimes some of the the bureaucratic um, requirements uh, in the procurement or procurement world. So, but they absolutely do. They they want to do what's right too. Uh, we have rules they have to follow, and so do they. And uh, with respect to the uh, armed forces that you also support, special operations tends to be made up of elements of the special operations from each of the four branches of the armed forces that come together under special operations. So my question is, what is different about supporting that type of situation versus when you're doing a pure army situation or a pure requirement for the Marine Corps, Navy, or Air Force? I think the biggest difference is just the amount of information that the the special operations command wants and needs versus um, what other norm, what I would call normal units uh, in the military, in the DOD. Uh, Special Ops Command wants a, a lot more data because they've got to 
they've got a different mission to do, uh, often a little more dangerous than a lot of other missions. So the more data we can provide to them, the better prepared they are to go in and execute the mission. And I think something often overlooked about special forces or not widely understood about special operations, special forces, is that, yes, they do do the dangerous, pure military types of operations that occasionally we hear about, like, you know, the bin Laden takeout and that kind of thing. But they also see themselves, I believe, as an instrument of national policy in a more general sense, almost like forward ears and eyes. And so they feel that they need to know a lot before they go into a situation. And does that affect the type of data gathering they do and the type of analysis they require? It does, because oftentimes they're asked to execute um, a mission rather quickly. And the more data they have prior to that, uh, the better off, the better they are able to execute that mission successfully versus your normal forces can plan missions a lot faster or a lot, uh, take more time to plan that same mission. And that's why what I said, the more information they can get, the better they are prepared to execute it. And as a contractor, you have civilian employees that are close to the special operations working alongside them. What's it like in the field? I imagine you get to the field yourself occasionally. Um, You've got a big organization, but... Yeah, I I try to get to the field as much as I can, uh, but oftentimes we're living, uh, eating, sleeping with the same people that we're supporting on the ground. So a lot of what we do and a lot of our success is based on the trust that we have and they have, the Special Operations Command has with us. We often hire... Uh, a lot of people out of that command that come to work for us and they bring that trust level with the people that are still on the ground that they each know by first name basis. So they, they're, we, we work on trust really is a lot of it to, to, that we're giving them what they need and they're telling us what they need. So it's mutual. Yeah, that's really key. I just heard a presentation from a retired four-star general officer recently And he was talking about, uh, in a different context, how he was in a hearing with a fellow officer, and they had come up through the ranks together, separate uh, armed services, but knew each other and kind of had parallel career paths and uh, also had touched special operations. And they said the most important ingredient in the situations they were facing as, you know, on the political side or the the, uh, state side was the trust they had in one another was total and absolute. That's really something that a contractor, I guess, would need to have to be able to be this close to something so critical. You do. You have to establish that trust. So when you're relaying information, they don't have time to second guess the information you're giving them. They have to have as near as 100 percent trust in you as possible. And and that trust is built over time and being successful and supporting those those warfighters on the ground. It's all about trust. And so what do you tell your people before you deploy them to a special operations operation of integration, what's the advice you give them before they get there? Fortunately, we hire, we're very good at hiring very qualified people. My advice to them is do what you already know how to do. Don't change it now that you're not wearing a military uniform anymore. You know how to do this. You've been there. Keep doing it. All right, we'll take a short break. My guest today is Kevin Lansdowne. Senior Vice President for Airborne Integration and Ground Processing Systems at Lighthouse. I'm your host, Tom Temin, on the discussion Agency and Focus, Data Management and Special Operations. Sponsored by Lighthouse here on federalnewsradio.com and 1500 AM. Back after this short break. 
Lidos is proud to support U.S. SOCOM and its mission to protect America's interests around the world. SOCOM's can't-fail missions can't afford anything less than the latest cutting-edge technology. That's why at Lidos, we develop adaptive and agile solutions, utilizing open systems architecture that rapidly integrates new innovations, ensuring special operations forces have the decisive advantage on the battlefield. At Lidos, we're helping SOCOM achieve mission success today and transform mission readiness for tomorrow. To learn more, visit leidos.com. Welcome back to Data Management and Special Operations, sponsored by Lidos here on federalnewsradio.com at 1500 AM. My guest today is Kevin Lansdowne, Senior Vice President for Airborne Integration and Ground Processing Systems at Lidos. I'm your host, Tom Temin. And Kevin, let's talk about some of the technologies, because when you think of video, we all think of sticking our phone at something or a video camera. What are some of the key technologies involved in data gathering at the military level these days? Believe it or not, um, I think the video technology that you just mentioned in, in your cell phone is close to what what we do. Uh, obviously, the technology is more advanced than a typical iPhone, but it's all digital. Uh, it's day, both day and night. Uh, we, we, we take that video, full motion video, as I said earlier. We pipe it off the airplane into several different formats. We can take it in several different formats. It's, it's very accurate. Uh, like, but like I said, it's a lot like that cell phone. And how is video used? Because, you know, I've seen clips of video surveillance and you see mm-hmm. them at trade shows and so forth. And a lot of it is just flying over featureless lands or not featureless, but landscapes with features where nothing's happening. So are they looking for something in motion or are they flying back and forth over the same spot to see if something changes all of the above? Or to what extent can you answer that? I'll tell you what I can't answer. What we do is provide situational awareness for the ground troops. Uh, how we do it, uh, I can't really get into sure. that here. Understood. But that's, we, we, we provide them with the data they need. But the point is, it's a lot of data. A lot. And it absolutely And is. the layman looking at it may not understand at, at the surface level what it is that they are getting out of it. Correct. And probably if I were to venture a guess, I'd say probably only about 1% of the data we collect is actually usable and addressable for for the missions we support. So the majority of the data we collect is is not usable. But I guess you have to do it continuously. Otherwise, if you miss that 1%, then the rest of the 99% is no good either. Absolutely. And what what in the area of signal intelligence outside of video, what are some of the, in general, technologies that are are used? Right. Um, The the technologies that are, are used there are just, we integrate components that if, if, if a sensor is emitting a signal on the ground um, via a radio station like this, um, a cell phone, uh, a, the walkie-talkie radios, there are systems that can generally pick those up yeah, so, and, and identify those. And, and that's also that gathered in an airborne fashion mm-hmm. and collected and then processed in some way when, when you reach the ground. It is. All right. And... Uh, now, in terms of radio technology, I guess it doesn't change that much, but you're dealing with fast-changing technologies in the world of gathering and processing. We are. When we're talking about the radio technologies that, that advance, a lot of the communications technologies continue to advance as well uh, because the last thing we want our enemies doing is picking up our conversations between airplanes, ground, or you know anywhere. So a lot of those technologies have advanced so that there are a lot of that communication is encrypted so that, that nobody can eavesdrop on us. We can eavesdrop on them, but 
there's a good chance they can't on us. Yeah, and I imagine there's jamming and so forth on there, and you probably can't answer that yes or no either. So we'll just leave it to speculation. (laughs) But the other thing you hear military leaders talk about these days is how the world situation, and you see this, it's in black and white in the in the defense reviews and in the defense strategies that have been published recently for the United States and the outlook is that we have left the post-Cold War era of dealing with the 9-11 type of enemy, if you will, mm. to back to near-peer competition, which is, I guess, a phrase meaning Russia and China, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that does change the picture somewhat. Does that translate into the technological requirements in some way? It does. It actually greatly changes the picture because of the of the it, uh, advancement in technology today is so fast uh, that we we oftentimes can't keep up with it. We and more often the government can't keep up with it because the technologies change so fast. The ground fighters or the the ground fighters know what they want and know what they need, and we try to keep up with that. But oftentimes the procurement process can't keep up with providing those advanced systems. And the second part of that is, is our enemies now are smart. They are very smart. And their technologies continue to advance as well. So the key to this is keeping uh, our military one step ahead of, uh, of our, our enemies. And as an integrator, how do you personally and how does the company keep up with the technology coming out of industry so that you know what capabilities are there should you need them? Yeah, we have a lot of smart people in Lidos that that's their job. Uh, they, they keep up with the technologies. They're very involved. And we actually support a lot of that, that product development w- through what we do. You know, we as an integrator and we as an operator identify a lot of the weaknesses and go back and work with the OEMs to to improve this equipment. So we, we're we not just the only the integrators and operators. We also help to, to advance the technology technologies as well. Yeah, and a final question just to get back to the HR story. You said that, of course, many of the people you mentioned that you hire, rather, are out of the military mm-hmm. or out of special operations. For those that might come from the civilian side that have this technical skill needed, I'm guessing that the mission, even though they have not been in the military, that mission and the importance of it is still an attraction for for hiring people. It is. Uh, I think we're in a good time right now where the military is is well-respected. I think a lot of Americans believe in what they're doing is right. We may not believe in how we do it is right, but I think the ultimate mission is right. And I think there's a lot of patriotism, and I think I see that – and some of the younger population that we hire, uh, that they, they want to do the right thing and they want to serve their country. So that's, that's a, it's very good. All Let's right, see. good note to end on. I want to thank today's guest, Kevin Lansdowne, Senior Vice President for Airborne Integration and Ground Processing Systems at Lighthouse. Good to have you on. Good to be here. Thank you. I'm Tom Temin, federalnewsradio.com and 1500 AM. For more on this discussion, visit federalnewsradio.com and search Agency in Focus. Thank you for listening to Agency in Focus, SOCOM, sponsored by Lidos on federalnewsradio.com and 1500 AM. The entire program can be found on demand at federalnewsradio.com. Search Agency in Focus. Lidos is proud to support U.S. SOCOM and its mission to protect America's interests around the world. 
SOCOM's can't fail missions can't afford anything less than the latest cutting edge technology. That's why at Lidos, we develop adaptive and agile solutions utilizing open systems architecture that rapidly integrates new innovations, ensuring special operations forces have the decisive advantage on the battlefield. At Lidos, we're helping SOCOM achieve mission success today and transform mission readiness for tomorrow. To learn more, visit leidos.com.